We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2020 Week 6 starts, sits for DFS, DraftKings, season-long and betting matchups primarily from the Green Bay at Tampa Bay game. What I've done today is go to FTNDaily.com and I've taken the article that Kevin Adams writes every single week. At Magic Sports Guy on Twitter, by the way, it's the most comprehensive matchup column there is on the internet. It's one of the best overall columns in terms of information and just the way that it's written. It's a very good read on any topic on the internet. So that covers the entire range of politics and entertainment and comedy. This is sports related, but it's so good that I wanted to present it to my viewers and my listeners as well, just to give you a taste of what's going on. He has made the Tampa Bay and Green Bay game free up on ftndaily.com right now. So you can go check that out. You can find the link in the description of this video and podcast. I will be reading it in full just so you can get a sense of it. Cause I mean, who likes reading? Some people just, you're out walking the dog. You want to listen to something. Uh, so I've provided the the audiobook version of this show or of this article uh, for this week. Normally, the entire article, and which it will be again this week, comes out on Saturday. It is behind the paywall, but there's a lot of stuff behind the paywall at ftndaily.com. You'll get these articles, you'll get more articles, and you'll get all of the premium tools that are available, which includes the projections, the ownership projections. There's an optimizer that you can opt into as well. Cornerback, wide receiver matchup, shadow index. So it's already 25% off because we're a quarter of the way through the NFL season. Plus, if you use code Mayo, you get yourself an extra discount at 10%. One of the things that I would like you guys to do for this episode is please smash the like button. Tell me who your favorite core play is 
on your DraftKings lineups this week from the Tampa Bay Green Bay game. And please share the show around. This is a really important one for me because I do want to highlight the great work that Kevin is doing. So the more shares that we can get, whether it be on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or posting it to Reddit, wherever it might be, please help us out just a little bit on this front. That would be very much greatly appreciated. And if you're not in the business of paying for tools, and I know that some people aren't, up on FTNDaily.com, there are two sets of tools. There's the free tools and there are the premium tools. I really like both, to tell you the truth. I use them exclusively right now because one of the big things for me joining the FTN network team was a lot like what I did with Fantasy National in terms of golf. I hated having 21 tabs open at the top of my screen when I was trying to do research. Well, I need to find this information on this site and this information on this site and this information on this site and then trying to navigate back and forth is a fucking pain in the ass is what it was. One of the big reasons that I joined FTN working with Jeff Radcliffe and Kevin and Elliot and Brad on all of these tools was to really compact everything into one site. All you actually have to do is go to FTNDaily.com, even if it's just the free tools that you want to use. Everything is in there, free to use, all in the same spot. You want air yards? That's free. You want the start sit? That's free. Everything that you could possibly and want to use free up on the site. Then you get these premium tools and articles and cheat sheets and strategy along with it to help make you money. But I suggest everyone go check that out now. So I told you that I would be reading out the article. So let me get the the old dulcet tones ready and let's jump into the game. Green Bay at Tampa Bay, 425 p.m. Eastern time. The Packers are a point and a half favorite on the road. The game total is 54. Green Bay's implied team total for this game is 27.5. Tampa Bay, 26.5. Pace and play calling. Betters are liking this game to be fantasy friendly, betting it from 52 to 54, with both the public and percentage of the money backing the over. Tampa Bay and Green Bay are combined 6 and 3 to the over so far this season. There's also been heavy line movement for the pack, as their 38 points per game, which is best in football, has them as a very public team with them turning into road favorites after opening as three-point underdogs on the road. Green Bay is not only undefeated on the field, but they are also 4-0 against the spread. Green Bay is dominating their opponents, averaging 14.61 net yards per drive, 40% higher than the second-place team in Indianapolis. What makes that statistic more impressive is that the Packers haven't had Devontae Adams for a big chunk of the season. But Adams will be back in the lineup Sunday, which makes this team very scary for Tampa Bay in the NFC. Tampa Bay plays below average in terms of neutral pace and the slowest in the second half of games, a result of being 4-0. Green Bay has the 8th lowest pass rate and has stayed run heavy on the 60-plus snaps they were trailing by 3 or more. They go down to a 48% pass rate when up by at least 7, which is why Aaron Rodgers is only averaging 34.8 pass attempts per game, which is 23rd amongst quarterbacks. The Buccaneers push their opponents into an elevated pass rate with their stout run defense, 2.5 running back yards per carry allowed, seeing teams pass on over 64% of plays, which is fourth in football after finishing first in 2019. Green Bay runs 65.2 plays per game, which is league average, but makes up for that by being the most efficient offense thus far. The Packers average the most yards per play, red zone attempts, and points per drive, 3.97 or 0.71 better than Seattle. Green Bay averages 4.5 touchdowns per game, second to only the Seahawks. Tampa Bay, with their 28.3 points per game over the last three, has logical pace splits. 
30.8 seconds when in the lead, which is 21st, and 23.4 seconds per play when trailing by 7 or more, which is the 6th fastest. They are passing at the 6th highest overall rate and 2nd highest once they trail by a field goal, when they up it to a 74% rate. Even when in the lead, they pass at a healthy 57% rate, which is 4th in football. Unlike Green Bay, Tampa Bay needs the extra plays and pace, ranking 19th in points per drive and 25th in yards per drive, putting them down with the Giants and Bears in that regard. The Bruce Arians-Byron Leftwich offense has had early game success, averaging 9.6 points per game in the first quarter, most after finishing third last season. Green Bay starts off a bit slower, 6 points per game in the first, but has put up 14 points per second quarter, which is the second most. If this trend continues, this game should fly over this high total. Taking a look at where the targets are being distributed, both of these teams are top 5 in targets to running backs, with the Packers second at 31.6%. That should level off some now that Adams is coming back, but they were top 7 in 2019, so they will still be a team that targets their backs often. Tom Brady has historically loved to throw to his running back, so we shouldn't be surprised to see Tampa Bay go from 19th last year with Jameis Winston to 6th in 2020 at 25.6%. Brady also loves tight ends. That's not breaking news, which has Tampa Bay 7th in tight end target share, up 17th from 2019. That means that the wide receivers have been getting less usage. With the constant injuries to both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, Tampa Bay is actually 30th in wide receiver target rate at 46.6%. The Packers. Efficiency outweighs volume when you are really good, and that's what Aaron Rodgers has been so far this season. He is first in fantasy points per dropback at .7, which has him as fantasy's QB6 for the season. Other positive metrics pointing up for the veteran. 6.8 deep balls per attempt, that's second in football. The third best production rate, sixth in red zone passing attempts, 7.5, and first in adjusted yards per attempt, 10.4. Daily Fantasy rewards those who act quickly and those who keep focusing on his less-than-great 2018 and 2019 campaigns are missing out on a Hall of Famer ballin' out. Rodgers is almost 37, which is not old for QBs and their ceilings. We've seen Brady, Drew Brees, and Peyton Manning in the very recent past have massive fantasy years at 37 years old or older. Manning was 37 for his 55-touchdown season in Denver. A big reason for the success in Green Bay is the offensive line. They have the lowest pressure rate allowed. They have allowed Rodgers time to survey and pick apart defenses. 77% completion rate when clean, 33% when under pressure. Like most games, pass rush will be a huge factor, as Tampa ranks 5th in pressure rate on the 3rd highest blitz percentage. Green Bay has played a very soft schedule in this regard, too, with Detroit, New Orleans, and Atlanta ranking in the bottom 12 in pressure rate for the season. Rodgers' expected points added are plus 9.8 due to the big yards-after-catch numbers the Packers have racked up, 4.42 yards-after-catch, which is fourth so far this season. But he is minus 1.4 in terms of passing touchdowns, despite tossing 13 without an interception. That tells us there is nothing alarming to signal negative regression, especially with Devontae Adams back and a nice upcoming schedule with Jacksonville, Minnesota, Houston coming up after this Tampa game. The Buccaneers have allowed the fourth-fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, but they have faced Nick Foles, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, and Matt Ryan. That was a formidable list once upon a time, but this year, that's just four quarterbacks ranking in the bottom 12. 
Like most quarterbacks, Rodgers excels in large total games, averaging over 25 fantasy points in his last 12. That's four fantasy points per game more than his overall average. So there is only his price being a deterrent. He has moved from 6.2K to just 7.5K in just two weeks, putting him up in the, quote, QBs that can run the ball tier with Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. Rodgers isn't running anymore, ranking 39th in QB carries, so we can't use him in cash games, but he is a strong GPP play. Aaron Jones continues to be a beast, especially with Adams out of the lineup. Using our NFL splits tool at FTNDaily.com, you can see Jones becomes Christian McCaffrey with the star receiver out, catching two more passes, dominating the red zone work, which has led to four touchdowns in six games, averaging 27.1 fantasy points per game on DraftKings. That said, Jones's numbers with Adams are still great, as are his splits when getting 14-plus carries regardless of Adams. In those games, Jones is averaging over 26 DraftKings points per game, which jumps to 29 over his last 10 games with 14-plus carries. The Packers' offensive line is also dominating in the run, ranking fourth in adjusted line yards. They are also third in second level and fifth in open field rank, the only team in the top five in all three categories. Jason Pierre-Paul was quoted this week as saying, quote, no one runs on this Tampa D, end quote. And that would continue despite the loss of the big defensive tackle, Vita Villa, second in the pro football-focused defensive line grades. Tampa is brutal to run against. They're third in DVOA against the run. Though the loss of Vita Villa is significant. Either way, Tampa Bay is a great defense for running backs in the passing game, allowing the sixth most fantasy points to running backs through the air. The Bucks have already allowed two running backs to catch at least seven balls, including David Montgomery, whose career high before that game was only four receptions. Regardless of the potential passing game work, we don't want to pay up for Jones in a tough matchup and Adams back on the field, which is why he is listed as a GPP play only. Jones is the most expensive running back on DraftKings, with both Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook expected to be out. Devontae Adams is back and should resume his role as a target hook, 17 targets in week one. He could even get a bump in usage, if that's possible, with wide receiver two Alan Lazard out again as he was experiencing a 17% target share. Carlton Davis did a great job on Michael Thomas week one, holding him to a stat line of three catches for 17 yards, and is a good cornerback, one of the best right now. That said, he allowed nine for 109 to Robbie Anderson in week two and 10 for 90 to Allen Robinson last week. Regardless of whether Davis plays, he's dealing with an abdominal issue right now, Adams will be heavily targeted. When you can see 15 targets or more, even a bad 50% catch rate gets you up to 7 or 8 receptions, so I'm not going to worry about him in GPPs. Davis has not been traveling to the slot much, only 4.5%, so Adams can move inside, where he has an 18% slot rate from last year, to pick on Sean Murphy Bunting. At high prices, coming off an injury, he won't make it into the Sunday cash game court unless Davis is ruled out, but I will have him at least one of my three max lineups. Robert Tanyan has been an obsession of mine, so it was awesome to watch him break the showdown slate with three touchdowns on six receptions, 98 yards on six targets. Like I said last year, and then again in week one, these no-name players that ball out in college. Tanyan had 150 passes in three seasons and nearly 14 yards per reception in 20 touchdowns can pop given the opportunity, especially when the opportunity comes on an Aaron Rodgers heater. Bob Tanyan just sounds like a big blocking tight end, but he's a converted wide receiver who is perfect for today's game, an athletic or, quote, move tight end 
That lines up in the slot nearly as much as a traditional tight end, 40.2% of snaps from the slot. With Adams back and his price highly elevated, he will be a very contrarian play despite two consecutive top four tight end finishes. He's currently projected at 5% or less on our FTN ownership projections model. Yes, he did that with Adams out. It is a solid and logical argument. With Lazard out and the pack already searching for a viable complement to Adams and Jones after not addressing the need in the offseason, I don't see them sending Tanya back to obscurity. Mercedes Lewis should be back, but he is all kinds of old and runs like Elliot Christ anyway, which is very slowly. Lining up Green Bay and Tampa Bay directional passing charts via sharp football stats, you can see this is a favorable matchup for Tanya. Marcus Valdez-Scantling is the most affected with Adams coming back after seeing 19 targets in three games with Adams out. That said, his biggest game this season came with Adams on the field in week one. He has been brutally inefficient, the 108th in true catch rate. Let's just hope that doesn't troll Adams, Jones, or Tanya. Same story for Jamal Williams, who had 8 for 95 last game through the air with all of the wide receivers out. We just have to hope he goes back to being quiet, where he only had five targets through the first three games. Fellow old man Tom Brady continues to defy father time, ranking 7th on the Sunday slate and 10th in overall terms of DraftKings fantasy points per game, ahead of Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, and Matt Ryan, to name a few. This has been without his pair of stud wide receivers being on the field at the same time for the majority of the season. He is averaging 2.5 fantasy points per game more with both Evans and Chris Godwin on the field, which has only been two games and only one game where they both played more than 81% of the snaps back in week one. Brady has three top 12 finishes with the one 36.6 point explosion. He is in that middle section of quarterback pricing and making him too expensive for cash games and thus GPP only. We only pay up at quarterback for players who can get points with their legs in cash games. Green Bay is not rushing the passer well, ranking 30th in pressure rate, which is a recipe Brady needs in these golden years. Like most quarterbacks, his pressure splits are dramatic, losing 40% on his completion rate when under duress. The Packers have allowed a healthy 72% completion rate against an overall 8 yards per attempt and two or more passing touchdowns allowed per game in three of four so far this season. Ronald Jones has taken advantage of his opportunity, getting 46 touches and 253 total yards in his two games with Leonard Fournette sidelined. 20.15 fantasy points per game for Jones without scoring a touchdown. He saw 14 targets catching 9 for 36 yards, another promising sign for his value. Green Bay plays a smart brand of defense, not worrying too much about rushing D while focusing on the pass. Teams that do the opposite, whether intentionally or not, push teams into getting more pass attempts, which we know is the more efficient style of offense. This year, Green Bay keeps winning, which is pushing their opponents into more pass attempts, with their opponents passing at a 62.3% rate, up from 56% in 2019. With his price up, for net back, Jones also lands in the GPP pile, but a strong play for your Green Bay stacks at a very low ownership, where we have him projected at 6% or less right now on DraftKings. Mike Evans leads all receivers in touchdowns, seeing 21% of Brady's red zone attempts and catching all five of his goal line targets for five touchdowns. With him being so dependent on touchdowns, his expected points stick out massively, gaining 15.5 fantasy points over expectation. 
Jair Alexander is one of the better cornerbacks and will shadow the team's best receiver. If Godwin is back, which he's expected to be, Evans becomes hard to use in this matchup. With Godwin on the field, Evans has four targets a game compared to nine without. Save him for large field GPPs and only if you mass multi-enter. With O.J. Howard lost for the season, Cameron Brait played a season-high 46% of the snaps last week, basically the same as Howard was getting and matching his season-high six targets. Before getting too excited about Brait on his 5 for 44, the Buccaneers do want to use Tanner Hudson, who was targeted on four of his eight routes last week. Rob Gronkowski, who's limited with a shoulder injury in practice, saw six targets last week, turning it into three for 52 yards. He looks like he is running in cement, which is kind of sad considering the player that he was. He is 25th or lower in numerous stats that matter, like fantasy points per route run and yards per route run. He has only seen 10% of Brady's red zone targets also, which really lowers his ceiling. He may pop once or twice this year with touchdowns, but it won't be on my team. Chris Godwin, with his hamstring injury, practiced in a limited capacity Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, which is encouraging for his return. Check back later in the week to ftndaily.com and the Magic Sports Guys articles for more Goatwin news. He has the best matchup for Tampa inside against Will Redman and Josh Jackson. Core plays. Even though I only have Godwin in the core plays column from this game, I am in on it as a full game stack in 3-max and don't hate it in single entry. 3-2 is my normal stack preference, which means a quarterback with two passing options plus two players from the opposing team that correlate well. Rodgers, Adams, Jones, and Rodgers, Adams, Tanyan are my top Green Bay stacks. My preferred runbacks are Ronald Jones in addition to Chris Godwin, of course. Tom Brady, Godwin, Brait stacks are also something I have built, running it back with Aaron Jones and or Devontae Adams. You can mix in Evans and Tanyan if you are making multiple game stacks. That was everything you probably ever needed to know about Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Again, you can check out the entire column if you want to go back to it. It's free up on ftndaily.com. The link is in the description of this video. Please like the episode. Please review the episode. And please, if there's anything you do, share around this episode. Would mean a lot to me if you could go and do that right now. Code Mayo will get you a discount on top of the already baked in discount at ftndaily.com. I highly suggest the tools that are up there, whether it's the free ones or the premium ones. Hey, if you get the premium and you pay for the paywall you get the article you get the cheat sheets and you get all the free tools as well it's one stop shopping if you're into doing your own research and not just listening to other people the tools can really help you cut down on the amount of research it increases your efficiency and there might be stuff up there that you don't even know about um, that you didn't even think about researching before it's all up there and so intuitive and easy to use so that was kevin adams article you can check out his full column with a breakdown of every game just like the one that i read out that's a lot of information right on saturday morning on ftndaily.com if you are behind that paywall. All right, I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.